1: mysterious-ish and this is season
0: four wow wow i was thinking about the podcast it's crazy didn't we start in 2020
1: uh technically it was 2021
0: 2021
1: because remember we had the idea while we were sitting at the nail salon getting pedicures for your birthday
0: oh my god wow
1: yeah and so that's how she, that's how she came to be. And I'm pretty sure everybody else thought I was joking, but I super wasn't. <laughs>
0: super wasn't.
1: I Here was, I was for real.
0: Three <laughs> years later.
1: Yeah, literally almost. Uh, well, no, it would have been two years ago because I was teaching. Oh, Wait a minute. How did I go get pedicures if I was teaching? I, f- shit. Who knows? Oh well, it's fine. Listen, it's fine. we're here. Some a couple of years later, four seasons. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Time is a construct. It doesn't exist.
0: It's that's
1: very true. Um. So if you're new here, hello. I am Caitlin. I'm Erica. We're good now. There's only two.
0: Okay. Okay, hi, hi. I am Caitlin. I am Erica. <laughs>
1: And uh, we're having technical difficulties, but listen, it's fine. This is Mysterious-ish. Welcome. Um, We talk about stuff. It has to be Lorraine. Lorraine. Oh, the ghost. The ghost. Yeah. Erica has a residential ghost named Lorraine, just so everyone's caught up. She's a little old lady. Oh, well, but that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But this week, this week, this season, season, not week, we are talking about cryptids and if you don't know what cryptids are, think like Bigfoot, think um what Loch Ness, Ness Monster, oh, like Nessie.
0: We just said that the
1: time. Wow, look at us. We're on the same fucking wavelength. Um think like Mothman. Ooh. Oh, oh, We got some Mothman. There's another one that I'm going to cover that's called uh the Squonk.
0: Ooh. That sounds cute.
1: Uh uh he's fun. <laughs> But today, I'm going to talk to you about a, the, uh, a, the
0: puckwudgies. Puckwudgies. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They're, they're, uh, <clears throat> in my head. They're little, little baby cryptids, and they're just so freaking cute, okay? Mm-hmm. But, uh, they're also, like, highly fucking dangerous, so you don't want to mess with them. So, uh, that's what we're learning about today. They are, again, it is called the puckwudgie, and that is what makes me think that they're cute because I like the name. Yes. So, I'm going to start with like what they look like and what they're what they're like told to do like um through folklore and shit. And then we'll talk about where they came from, where they're seen, and then I'll tell you some stories about people who have encountered them.
0: Oh, I can't wait.
1: Oh, I'm excited. I love this season. Okay, here we go. So, Puckwudgies are also known as the quote little wild men of the woods that vanish yeah mm. Mm. they can they can disappear and reappear reappear at will so like they just go invisible and then they're not whatever the fuck they want thanks uh, they are said to be around two to three feet tall and they mostly have human-like features with like larger ears noses and fingers um their skin is gray and smooth and they're often compared to, like, goblins or trolls. Uh, now, I will post photos of them. And I'll post, like, a bunch of different photos that I find. Because all of the photos are, like, different. Uh, obviously. <laughs> all of the photos that I saw showed the Pukwudgies having very spiky hair. Um, but some of them showed that the hair was just on, like, the top of their head. But some of them also showed that the hair, like... Went down from their head all the way down their back, like a hedgehog or like a porcupine. Uh, in my head, they sound like just cute little gray, like just cute little gray, like balls of just adorable.
0: When I first heard of a pachy, you know what I kind of like pictured? What? Uh, I don't know what those. Let me let me look. See, they're like those sea creatures, and they're like I think pink, and they're called like are they like dragon or something? Like a dragon? sea dragon. Let me look that up, Sea Dragon.
1: You go for that. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking. You let me know right. when you find it. I will. So um, where did the puckwudgie originate from? Um, according to nativelanguages.org, the puckwudgies are folklore of the Algonquian tribe. Um, but they are also found in stories from other Native American tribes in the northeastern U.S., southeastern Canada, and the Great Lakes tribes. And There are even some stories in our very own Hoosier state. Did you find it?
0: Yes. But like, I have the picture, but it's not telling me what it's called. You send it over to me. Okay. Oh, it's an axolotl. Yeah. Like I pictured those, but like kind of like, you know, like on land and almost in like a small, like teddy bear form. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. That's what I thought of at first. I don't know why. But when
1: I hear, when I heard the, fir- the term Pukwudgie because they said that their skin is like smooth and gray, I pictured, now I'm not sure if it's trolls or it might actually be Frozen. But there is an animated movie where there's like a bunch of like rock people that look like trolls. It's got to be trolls, right? Let's find out um rock trolls from frozen oh yeah okay so that's what i pictured that's,
0: okay yeah that's what i was wondering because i don't remember ever watching trolls but i knew exactly what you were talking about
1: right 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 right. that's what i picture when i heard first heard puck wedgie so everyone has their own different but i fucking listen i have tried talking dylan into letting me get an axolotl and he will not
0: Ugh, lame
1: he keeps telling me no and it makes me so mad
0: do it anyway <laughs>
1: Yeah. What's he going to do? Make me get rid of it? Yeah. Okay. So they're stories from mostly the Algonquian tribe, but also from um, additional Native American tribes in the Northeastern US, Southeastern Canada, the Great Lakes tribes, and some even in Indiana. So other tribes that include the Pukwudgies in their folklore are the Ojibwe, the Wampanoag, and the Abenaki. I'm so sorry if I'm butchering any of these um, tribe names I looked all of them up and I have phonetic <laughs> spellings for all of them. So I did my best and I'm sorry if I wrong, I got them wrong. So all of the different tribes that believe in the puckwudgies have different, uh, they think they all believe that the Pukwudgies have different intentions. So the Ojibwe believe that the Pukwudgies are mischievous, but are for all intenses, all intents and purposes, not evil. Um, they may play tricks on humans, but they they never have the intention of harming the humans. But the Abenaki and the Northeast Algonquian tribes believe that the Puckwudgies can be dangerous, but only to humans who are disrespectful to them. Which, like, just don't be fucking disrespectful to any anyone or anything. Just like, be kind. Come on. All right. The Wampanoag tribes, however, believe that the puckwudgies can go either way. So the puckwudgies could either play harmless tricks on humans and maybe, like, help them out a little bit, like, lead them towards, like, an exit of a forest or something like that. But they are just as likely to steal your children or commit deadly acts of sabotage, such as pushing you off a cliff or shooting you with flaming or poisoned arrows. Oh my... Soup's cash, it's fine. So, one folklore tale that the Wampanoag tribe tells is of the giant Moshop versus the Pukwudgies. So, the Wampanoag people say that the Pukwudgies used to actually like humans, like they used to get along, um, but they were jealous of the humans' relationship with the deity Moshop. So, Moshop is just like this fucking giant who's also a god, but he's like super like nice and kind. Um, and so the Pukwudgies wanted to be loved by the humans more than the humans loved Mashop. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So the Pukwudgies began to cause trouble for the Wampanoag people. Like I don't, they didn't give specifics, but I imagine like ruining their crops or like just minor inconveniences for the Wampanoag people. So after the Pukwudgies, um nope, after the Wampanoag people chatted with Mashop's wife. Moshop actually exiled the puckwudgies and spread them throughout North America, but they were able to find their way back to their original area, which I'm assuming is like modern-day New England. I'm thinking. Okay, so upon finding their way back to the original area, they began wreaking even more havoc than they were previously wreaking on the Wampanoags, um, and also on Moshop and his family. So they actually ended up killing. All five of Moshop's sons, oh. and um, some legends even say that they killed Moshop himself. Um, this is when Moshop disappeared from Wampanoag folklore. So like after this point, you no longer hear any stories about Moshop. Um, so you may also have heard of the Pukwudgies from a little, a little series called Harry Potter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's all I have to say about that because I have never seen or read anything Harry Potter, and I'm not sorry about it. <laughs> so, Pukwudgies are probably in Harry Potter, but I don't know if they're necessarily the same. So, not only can Pukwudgies turn invisible, but they can also create fire and orbs that lead humans to their death. Or can they can lure the humans so deep into the woods that they get lost. And they can fucking shapeshift into dangerous animals like cougars, mountain lions, bears, etc.,
0: so you're saying we all could have seen Puckwudgies before, but as oh, yeah. a, as a lion or something. Oh yeah. Sneaky bastards. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You just you just freaking wait till I get to the Indiana stories because it's oh, fucking wild. So because Erica, it's a little too close to home. Specifically for me, but you'll see. It's oh. not fun. So okay. So they can casually just shapeshift into like dangerous fucking animals, but they also potentially have power over the spirits of the people that they kill. Oh. so <laughs> they're they're not they're not just cute little gray things. They're dangerous as fuck, like dangerous as fuck,
0: you don't say
1: <laughs> ok. All right. So now let's see let's talk about where they can be seen mostly in the u s. So the place with the most frequent sightings of Pukwudgies is in the Bridgewater Triangle, which is in Massachusetts. Um, Pukwudgies are most frequently seen in Freetown State Forest, which is between Freetown, Lakeville and Fall River, Massachusetts, which Fall River is where Lizzie Borden lived. Um, So that that poor place has its own uh, pretty tough history and the Pukwudgies just make it worse in the freetown state forest or near the freetown state forest there is even a a, a sign that says pukwaji crossing oh, uh, i will post I a picture of that too because it's really fucking funny so in the freetown state forest there is a 100 foot cliff called the ledge very very original mm-hmm. and this ledge overlooks a quarry Qu- quarry Qu- quarry mhm sure. And there have been several, quote, suicides at this ledge by people who were, quote, not known to be mentally ill, which like, okay, that's not necessarily a telltale, tell-tale sign that someone isn't contemplating suicide, but go off. right? Um, but many people think that the puck wedgies are actually responsible for luring people, luring, hard word, luring people, ah, luring, there it is luring people, why couldn't I say that? Luring people off of this ledge or even luring them to the ledge and then pushing them off or shooting them with a fire or a poison arrow and, you know, either way they get dead, so they think the puckwudgies did it <laughs> so, yeah um, one of the, the story, one story why am I having a stroke? one story of the puck Wedgies in Massachusetts is Bill Russo's encounter um one night in 1995 bill and his dog samantha Samantha. which is a little german shepherd mixed with i think uh oh i think he's i think it said rottweiler so like a little fluffy Roddy. i just can't i just can't i love her with my whole heart (laughs) so bill and samantha went on their nightly walk at about one o'clock in the morning (laughs) sir that's bedtime what are you doing So upon uh, changing their usual walk route, they actually headed into the woods next to a swamp and an old dam. And after about half a mile of walking, they came to a road that was cutting through the woods. And Samantha began acting off, Uh, seemingly scared. She was trembling and her little hackles were raised. (laughs) So she like she like had her little mohawk going on because she was scared. So, Bill told her that they would just go home and try to turn to leave, but Samantha wouldn't budge from the spot that she was sitting. Like, she absolutely- he kept tugging on the leash, and she was like, nah, bitch, I ain't moving. I'm staying right here. Yeah, no I'm shit. so scared. I
0: would- I would just- yes.
1: <laughs> cease to exist. Done. Gone. Bye. Goodbye, cruel world. No, I'm kidding. Okay, I mean, sort of. I'm sort of kidding. <laughs> okay. Soon after Samantha started acting odd, Bill heard what was freaking Samantha out so much—a high-pitched, faint voice that kept growing louder, saying, "I want you, here, here. I you." No. Yeah, no. Mm, I'm good. Um, the voice grew closer and louder. But even as it did, Bill couldn't see anything, even though there was a streetlight ahead of him. And then, in Bill's words, quote, Into the circle of light from the streetlight walked a hairy creature about three to four feet tall, which probably weighed 100 pounds. Um, the creature just kept saying, Ewa-choo! Ewa-choo! Choo-choo! ewa Oh, no. <laughs> Um, Bill said that the creature's eyes were too big for its head and it walked on two legs. He said that it didn't uh, seem to be threatening to him, like it didn't give that threatening vibe, but it kept saying that same phrase over and over and gesturing for Bill to come closer to it. Mm. Uh, Bill said that the creature was, quote, covered in coarse, unkempt hair that was about five or six inches long and it had a pot belly.
0: A pot belly.
1: Yeah. So, um, Bill tried to ask the same, or ask the thing some questions, but all it would say was, Iwachu! Uh, he eventually gave up, and giving the creature a very wide berth, Bill and Samantha went around it and walked home as fast as they could without looking back. Don't blame ya. Uh, I want you to tell me what you think Iwachu, kier kier, means.
0: I don't know, that was supposed to mean something?
1: What does it sound like in English? e We want you. Here, here.
0: Here, here.
1: Um, so when he, when Bill thought about it, the only thing he could think that the creature was saying to him was, We want you. We want you. Come here. Come here. Come here.
0: Caitlin. Erica. Oh, we want you. Come here. Come here. <gasps> Caitlin. I
1: would, that would be, that would be another p- moment, just fuck i am I'm I'm done, I'm out, I'm out, bye, goodbye. There's no fucking way. Yeah. As soon as I thought as soon as I thought, oh that thing just told me he wants I'm I'm out. I'm done. Bye. Forever. Bye forever. Done. Yeah. So uh now So Build, like, did not know in the moment what the fuck he was seeing or hearing. Like, he did not know. He knew it wasn't human, but he didn't know what it was. But now, all those years later, all these years later, he believes that he encountered a wedgie.
0: Yeah, fuck that.
1: Yeah, fuck that. (laughs) Big ol' fuck that. I'm out. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) I am not here for it. Mm Mm-mm. So, uh, not only are pawpudgies found in the New England area, but they're also found in Indiana. <clears throat> Actually, mostly found in Mounds State Park in Anderson, Indiana. Oh
0: my God!
1: Yeah, we mm-hmm. gotta go. Oh, uh, ah, mm, uh, hmm. no, I'm good. I'm okay. So true. You have a grand old time. I'm out. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Paul Startsman, who was an amateur archaeologist and author, claims to have encountered Pukwudgies quite a bit. Um, his first experience was when he was 10 years old in 1927. He was walking alone in the, the Mounds State Park, state, oh my God, why can't I speak? Mounds State Park. Um, he was walking alone when he saw a small man, half his size, with hair that covered his his head like a helmet. Huh. Uh, Startsman also interviewed people in the Anderson area about their own experiences with Um One person said that she remembered playing alone in the park, the same the state park, when she was approached by a group, quote, of little people who seemed curious about her and what she was doing. She said they had high pitched voices and spoke a language she did not know. Sounds awful puckwudgy ish to me. Sure does. Mm, sure frickin' does. Sus. Sus. So if if you're like just hanging out in the woods of the New England area or like if you live in Anderson and you're like walking around the Mound State Park, just like keep your eyes and ears out for puckwudgies. They may look cute and seem unthreatening, but they are more than likely going to lead you to your death. So be careful out there. Yeah. yeah so, uh, that, that's the fucking puckwudgies. <clears throat> puckwudgies. Yeah. Yeah. Puckwudgies. <laughs> I'm not into it. I'm really not. I don't. I don't really. Um. <clears throat> I don't really see why they wouldn't be real. You know what I mean? Right. Like. I mean, <sighs> I don't really want to encounter one. Thanks, Fancy's. though. I believe in them, but I don't want to encounter them. Thanks. I'm all good. All good here.
0: All good in the hood.
1: Yes, ma'am. I'm sure that these episodes this season will probably be shorter than the true crime episodes just because, uh, well, true crime takes a lot more. Right. But uh, yeah, so that's all I freaking have for you today. I hope you enjoyed our first episode. I know I did. I did, too. I had I had a lot of fun researching this one. It really didn't take me that long to research. That's so, cool. and plus, like, I already had, like, a base knowledge of them. Right, right. <clears throat> so, that helps. Listen, I should be a cryptozoologist. What am I doing? What's that? A, uh, a zoologist for cryptids. That's a thing? Yes, it's a literal thing. Huh. hmm New career aspiration. Let's Fair.
0: go. I love that for you. <laughs> you can do whatever you put your heart to. Oh,
1: fuck, yeah. Thanks, Mom you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, Erica do you have anything to say about the Pukwudgies
0: uh, or anything if you see a Pukwudgie be nice
1: yes that that's the big one yes. freaking be kind to it unless you want to die exactly you might die anyways but it's okay just still be nice to them
0: yes <laughs> <laughs> just hear All what right. have to say and then hopefully walk the other way exactly Exactly.
1: All right. We will talk to you guys next week. Make good choices. We love you. Bye.
0: Bye forever.
1: Thank you for listening to Mysterious Ish. All episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory. Follow us on social media at Mysterious Ish Pod. If you have topic suggestions, questions, or stories to share, you can email us at MysteriousishPod at gmail.com or visit our website at mysteriousishpod.com. Make sure to come back next week for another discussion about the mysteries of the universe.